This is Hers and Hers and His, a Threes Company podcast. I'm Tucker. I'm Matteo. And I'm Jinx. One of them doesn't have the little like rubber ear stopper thing, so it's just like a little Stop. peg in my ear. Come on, one of your headphones? Yeah, yes. we just need to we order have got to get We just, some equipment no, we just don't do it. This is stupid. <laughs> We've we got to get some equipment, absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah, we got to get microphones, microphones already. We got to keep talking about it, never doing it. Yeah, it. <laughs> I, I like to think that it's like a trademark of our podcast that we have. That it so, could sound better. Yeah, but it doesn't. But we refuse. Yeah. Yeah. We're, I think it's, it's, we're pretty punk, it's pretty punk rock, this show. Yeah. Lo-fi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. DIY. We're part of that Everything 90s lo-fi whole scene. Do you guys remember that? Lo-fi? Holstein? Holstein? No, that lo-fi, that whole scene of oh, lo-fi. That whole scene. Oh. Like yeah, we're part of that whole scene because we're Gen X. Because yeah. we're yeah. that's that's our whole yeah. thing, you know. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah, that's us. Yeah, are that's we, us. Are we Gen X? Yeah, we're Gen we X. Yes, clearly we are. Yeah. But we're real close to something else, aren't we? You guys are close to being millennials because I think millennials yeah, starts at nineteen eighty. Yeah, we're seventy eights. Yeah, you guys really dodged cuspy, a bullet there. But I'm, but I, I definitely lean far more Gen X. I think I lean. Oh, older. for sure. Yeah, I lean older. You do, Jinx. I always did. I think so. You are a little opinionated, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get a <all> mouthy. <laughs> Oh gosh, you guys! Good listen. times. Listen, that's not what we're here to talk about. Oh no, our generations. No, no, we're not here to talk talking about, about my generation. I mean, it kind of is because we're it kind, kind of, of is, is yeah. what we're here to talk about, but not specifically. Right. We're what are we here to talk about? Here to talk about Three's Company, Season mm-hmm. Four, Episode Eleven. The love bars. Soon we'll be making another one. The love barge. <clears throat> Man, okay. the love barge. And this aired. This aired um, November 27th, 1979. All right. So, like, Thanksgiving. I keep yeah. saying that. Yeah, Thanksgiving for like the last several mm-hmm. episodes. It's been like, oh man, right around Thanksgiving. I like to imagine what people were all getting together and watching at Thanksgiving time. It looks like Matteo right now is like uh-huh. taking video of us. Like he's like uh, in a store or something and something's going down. And he's no, like, I was I'm actually hate you. I was I'm actually like, looking oh. up the <laughs> I was looking up the lyrics to the Love Boat theme song. Oh, oh. Love, exciting, exciting and new. And new. 
come aboard. We're expecting you. Yeah. That was such a great yeah, song. Who was that? Who sang that? It was like a very Las Vegas, Las Vegas lounge singer approach to that vocal. Was it very, someone? I mean, was it someone of note or was it just? I don't think it was. You know, Alan Thick or something. Oh, it probably was just like Alan <laughs> uh, The 1977 is that- song is performed by American singer and actor Jack Jones. Jack Jones. Jack Jones. Let's hear it for Jack. Woo. Woo. Jack Jones. Uh, what a great song. Okay, that's not the point. Oh, the love barge. <laughs> the love barge. Okay. Right, right. So the love barge. Last week, you predicted. Uh-oh. That Furley is going to go on a singles cruise. Uh-huh. But uh, he talks – he's nervous about it. So he talks the kids into going on the boat – into a – on a boat ride – Around the marina to meet <laughs> swinging singles so that he could be more comfortable, apparently. And that's what wow. I've got. That's what I've got. You know, in, in weeks past, because mm-hmm. I didn't think that they were going to build, like, another set, for instance, like the camping episode. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I assumed that we were just going to be in the apartment getting ready to go on this trip. Well... Then they surprised me every time by actually going to the place they said they were going to go to. So last week I was like, you know what? They're going to go. They, I've never gotten this right. And yet this week they ended up just staying in this stupid apartment. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those uh, bottle episodes or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> bottle all episode. one location. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah. It was all, it was definitely like it was a play. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, all right, here we go. Let's do it. All right. All right. So we start. Let's get into in it. The, the kids' apartment. Um, Janet's there. Chrissy enters through the front door. She has one shoe off. Because mm-hmm. and Janet's questioning her about it. Uh, you know, they can't just say what's going on. So it, it's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> So back Cut and out forth, we find out that uh, she's got gum on her shoe. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Want, she didn't want to track it into the apartment. Yeah. <clears throat> and so Janet suggests that she puts ice on it. Yeah, she's going to go to the kitchen and get a knife. And Janet's like, no, Chrissy, all you have to do is put ice on it. And she's like, really? And Janet's like, yeah. And then yeah. right then. Jack comes in. Mm-hmm. And he's got big news. His good news. I love when someone comes in with news. Yeah, it seems like it happens every day. I love it. Uh, Jack comes in. He's got good news. But first he's got to have a little quick, <laughs> what are you doing with that shoe? You know, they go through the whole this, thing. Yeah. This drives me uh, so crazy because it was so bad. Like in, in like one of the critiques that you get often in stand-up is like, make sure that the audience doesn't get ahead of the joke. Well, yeah. this is so poorly written. You're just like, I know what the joke is going to be. And then they just do it. And I'm like, oh, you guys, cocaine is not your friend. <laughs> Wait. So speaking of people coming in with news, uh-huh. can I say that our, our friend's um, grandson, who is, how old is Bennett? Oh, um, he's five. 
five or six, five or six. I don't know. But whenever he's talking to his sister and our daughter, he's always like, girls, girls. And he sounds just like the <laughs> Arthur in the Golden Girls every time. Uh, Did you notice it when he was over here the other day? He would just come so running cute. through and be like, girls, girls. <laughs> it was adorable. That's the cutest. Okay. I just had. I love this kid. What a good. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, So Jack has good news. He has been chosen to be assistant chef on a seven day cruise. And he can take a friend. He can take a friend. He knows exactly who he's going to take. That's right. Mary Miles. Mary Miles. (laughs) Where did he get these names? It's probably like uh, ex-girlfriends. Yeah. But she's but it's she also, gets seasick washing her hair. It's That's also a pun, part. right? Like like happy miles, mm. merry miles. Oh my god. Oh. Boo. Well, in that case he'll take Debbie Webner. Debbie Webner's a great name. Yeah. That's like a good one. I can picture like Debbie Webner I know being what like she a sixteen year old just like total bitch. <laughs> Debbie Webner. Like, and then I had to have study hall with Debbie with Webner. Fucking Debbie Webner. Yeah. Hey guys. Oh, man. I'm having a party at my house this weekend. Just don't tell Susan and Eileen. Don't tell anybody, as a matter of fact, it's up to me. This is Debbie Webner's party. <laughs> it's a real seriously like invite only situation, Debbie Webner. <laughs> oh my god are you going to debbie webner's party oh my god i didn't get invited like of course i wouldn't get invited i hate debbie webner i wouldn't even go uh, anyway <laughs> that was fun that was great. we never do that last month no that was a good time <laughs> so she yeah. yeah she got married last month what about right. dr montgomery's nurse I've been meaning to date her, Jack I've says. been meaning to date her. Yeah. But there's something mean? he doesn't even call her, right? Yeah, he doesn't call her. And then he's yes. like, I know Joanne Bonnie. Joanne Bonnie. Joanne Bonnie. And so he calls Joanne Bonnie. While Chrissy and Janet are sitting there like, uh, we're, 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 we won't go with that. Yeah, like that. Oh, my God. And, uh, so he leaves this message on Joanne Bonnie's machine. She has an answering machine. Yeah, she has an answering machine. He has no clue what he's going to say. Yeah. And then he jumps up and he's like, Captain blah, blah, blah. Here. Horse 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 blower here. Anyway, he's... Uh, he's he leaves a he very leaves rehearsed message. Very rehearsed. And then he uh, hangs up and he <clears throat> orders the girls to the galley. Yeah. So they go into the kitchen. Yeah. And Chrissy starts mocking everything Jack says. Oh, yeah. She's like, me, me, every every sentence he says. I forgot And then he brings out out a rolling pin and a cutting board. And he shows him a trick that Biscuits McGillicuddy showed him. Yeah, to help him get their sea legs. Yeah. Biscuits McGillicuddy. That's right. That's totally a name that I would have called our kids when they were babies. Mm-hmm. Like those are the oh, kind of names that I called yeah. them. And uh-huh. as soon as you, you know, said it, I was like, "Oh, oh, it's adorable." <laughs> McGillicuddy is Lucille Ball's maiden name on on uh, I Love Lucy. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. McGillicuddy's always Lucy my go-to McGillicuddy. like last name for any like 
farcical weird name I'm making up. It's it's a great last it's name. One it's one hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I cycle through like McGillicuddy, McClintock, uh, different things, yeah, basically. Maybe you should be McGillicuddy's. Oh, because oh, we're be McGillicuddy's. Because we're still picking a last name for our our family. Yeah. I, I got to get on that. Uh, anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> My stupid chores. Okay. Okay. Um, so Biscuits <clears throat> McGillicuddy showed him trick where he balances on the – On the, on the rolling board. pin on the board. Yeah. Yeah. And he's showing the girls this while he's got a pot of water. And you're supposed to pretend that's hot soup. Right. Right. And, uh, remember that time period when I was – I don't know if you'll remember this, Tucker, but that time period when I was trying to get comedians to say hot soup when things were really good? <laughs> like if you had a really good set. Yes, you were that like, was hot, hot soup. soup. Hot soup. Hot soup. Hot soup. I was really pushing that for a while. Didn't really catch on, <laughs> All right, hot unfortunately. Soup. It's a great no, one, didn't. though. No. It's good. I think, he, yeah, it could still happen. All right, Maybe it's soup. time is, is coming. Um, so... At this point, Jack's balancing with his pod of water, and the girls are like, why didn't you invite one of us to go on the cruise with you? We're your best friends. And he says that they may be his best friends, but Joe and Bonnie is his best bet. If you uh, know what I mean. That was great. Uh-huh. That was a, I like that yeah. line. That was a great line. <clears throat> yeah. yeah and so they take, they take his, uh, his little black book and put it in his... Soup pot. soup. Yeah. And so Good then um, he's, you know, he, he they go back into the apartment proper and he's like, you know, if I chose one of you, you guys would just fight about it. You would just argue. It would cause right. a whole upheaval. And I don't want to do that. You'd be ridiculous. And they're like, no, it wouldn't. And then they start arguing <clears throat> about it. They're immediately ridiculous. Yeah. And he's like, you guys are already arguing, and I haven't even decided which one of you I'm asking. Oh, oh God. Now he's got to ask one of them. He said he would. Yep. Oh, oh, the, the seventh grade recess logic here is like, okay, fine. That's all they have to function on. Yeah. Seventh grade recess logic. <laughs> Fine. Which continues as they decide, how are you going to decide? And he's like, you know, I'll flip a coin. Oh, but my then God. Chrissy he tells Janet how coins flip. Yeah, Janet to call it. And she's like, why does she get to call it? Oh, God. Well, they have a whole thing about that. And then she's like, I know. Jack will think of a number between 1 and 100. And whichever one of us gets closest wins. And he says, okay. And so Janet picks the number that Chrissy was going to pick. And then Janet picks another number and Chrissy's like, yeah, now that you know what I was going to pick. Yeah. There's no winning. There's no winning. They're just arguing back and forth the whole time. This this bit was, this bit was exhausting. Exhausting. It was a long road to hoe. Knock, knock. Oh, it's the door. It's RF. RF. (laughs) Hey guys, I I know what we'll do. I know what we'll do. Mr. Furley will come in, and the first one of you that he talks to is the one that I'll take. But you can't talk to him first. Right. This is such okay. a crazy plan. This is such a goofy, crazy plan. 
Oh my god! So they let Furley in, and the girls are he he comes in talking about here's some just uh, you know if we're filling out the universe right. of Three's Company, Mrs. Murphy is in two oh nine, two oh nine, and she has a parrot that says dirty things. So that's assuming that's because they're in two hundred one. That means there's at least nine apartments on the no second way. floor. <laughs> no way, no way. It goes oh, from two hundred one no to two hundred five no. to two hundred nine. There's only three apartments. That's it. That's how that works. <laughs> I'm be. convinced. It's got to be. It's got to be. Uh, okay. Uh, right. So the girls have like they're on either side of him, just mugging at him, and, and he's just talking to faces, trying time. to get his attention so that he'll be like Janet, what's wrong with you, or whatever. They make funny faces. Then uh, one of them is doing some business. Oh, uh, Janet's doing some business balancing uh, an umbrella, trying to get his attention that way. Because vaudeville's the way to go. <laughs> yeah, and then Chrissy comes <laughs> out of the kitchen and Groucho get up. Be a Groucho. That was insane. Talk about like a yeah, Lucille Ball what? moment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. And where did she get the like post it notes to stick on her head? I don't know. It was so crazy. It's so bonkers. It, so it was so hammy. It's, it was so, so hammy. hammy. Yes. Sorry. And finally, Furley says, Janet, what the hell is wrong with her? So <laughs> Janet wins. Janet wins. And that's when we go to commercial. Legit oh. question, by the way, from RF. Because <laughs> they were both acting insane. Yeah. They were acting insane. It was also a level of I will say this though. I will say this. I think Janet's mullet this week is hot soup. That looks great. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. It yeah. looks real good. I was She's rocking the mullet, and mullets are back. Yeah. Like right now. Are they yeah. back or are they over again? No, they're back. They're hot right now. There's like there's like stylists that only do mullets right now. What? Uh, the mullet bubble will burst soon. Yeah, the mullet bubble's gonna burst. Yeah, it always does. It, it always does. My economics minor has taught me anything. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> economics minor. Uh, <laughs> Put that on a card. Oh boy, James Jenkins, economics minor. <laughs> Econ minor. Uh, I just want to weigh in real quick with uh, uh, some deep insights into the econ situation we have here. Into the whole – what? This economy? Yes. That's the name of my book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. In this economy? Uh, no, listen. So I'm still Commercial singing. break. We can't stop singing. Any STLES. That song is high. It's high. It's high. It's hot soup. It's hot soup. It's the best song that ever happened. It's hot chocolate. Hot white chocolate. Hot white chocolate all over my face. What? Oh my God. So much hot white chocolate. Here we go. You already apologized once. Um, <laughs> I had to look up some other seventies jingles. Because, oh, okay. Well, that was a hot one. Because we had to get. Because that was a hot one. I couldn't uh-huh. find anything as hot. No. Yeah. But I did find some I mean, some that was like early 90s, wasn't it? No, it like was 80s. Yes. I think it was, it was 80s. 80s. Was it? Yeah. yeah. I need to find out for sure. <laughs> we'll have to well, find out for sure. what I mean was the 80s were the 80s dramatic. Yeah, but that doesn't mean the person that made it got it right. Well, that's true. It um, looks like it's straight up 
Melrose Place times. And Jinx and I talked about it this week because we just couldn't get out of our head. And I told her that I thought it was written by Richard Marks. Like that sounds like a Richard Marks song. Like I want to see him yeah. sing that song in concert. I don't know why, but I just know he he wrote it. <laughs> oh, I want to see anyone sing the Nestle song in concert. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah, it was 1986. Yeah. yeah, right smack dab in the middle. There you go. Maxfield Parrish. Is that the guy that sings it? Maxfield? That's what's on this YouTube video. Huh. Fascinating. But anyway, we're not here to talk about N-E-S-T-L-E-S anymore. No. That's I the whole point. It's like not, not to talk about it anymore. Okay, right, here sorry. we go. Sorry. Talking about it again. Did we have something else to talk well, about? Or should I this just be the N-E-S-T-L-E-S thing? The N-E-S-T-L-E-S. Where we're just like, I love that song. I love that song. Um, no, I found that the Oscar Mayer, you know, the Oscar Mayer theme. We know so it debuted in, in the 70s. Oh, that yeah. was from the 70s? Yeah, 1974. It sounds like a 50s jingle. I guess that's the point. Well, maybe. But it said they had an equally popular jingle in the 60s, and I don't know what that was. So. Oh. Hmm. I don't know. What's that other one? double R-D-S spells Ballard's. What's Ballard's? Oh, I don't know that. It's Sausage. It's Sausage. It's Sausage. That's the Ballard com- commercial. B-A-L-L-A-R-D-S spells Ballard's. It's Sausage. It's Sausage. That's ridiculous. That jiggle makes no sense. Yes, that's what that spells. And then they just and then they just tack on. It's Sausage. No, it's not. It's someone's last name. Oh, no, you guys just tapped tapped that on. I'm dead. Yeah. They didn't even get that right. Oh, gee whiz. <laughs> Listen, that has, that has we nothing. Just we, just, we just made it better. That yeah. has nothing on any really <laughs> Also, Also, the Meow Mix song <laughs> debuted in the 70s. <laughs> oh, my God. You remember Gravy Train Dog Food? Yes. Gravy Train. I liked. Yeah, the one you poured water in and it turned into gravy. Gross. I always wanted my dog to have that, and my parents would never get it. I remember the one with the chuck wagon, chase the dog. Chuck wagon. Yeah, chuck wagon. Was that gravy? Was Was that gravy train? I don't think so. I'm looking at that chuck wagon. Oh my gosh! Did I tell you the story about? So one time, my sister and I went to this old tiny cafe, and she's looking over the menu, and I'm looking over the menu, and she turns to me and she goes. What the hell is a ground chuck? <laughs> oh my god! I was like, it's ground chuck, <laughs> you dummy. <laughs> I, I never eaten no ground chuck before. I'm not eating the ground chuck. I'll tell you that chuck. much. Uh-uh. Chuck wagon dog food. Is this it? Yeah, it's gotta be. What dogs like best and need most. Oh, the one with the wagon was like the eighties. Here we go. This is the one. Something went wrong. Oh my god. Didn't they sing the rawhide theme? Rolling, rolling, rolling. 
Keep them doggies from the world. 1975. I can't play it. It won't play. What the hell? Someone doesn't want us to enjoy it. Someone doesn't want us to have that commercial. But anyway, uh-huh. I uh, those and those little like fake hamburgers that you could get for your dog that were like ground up that looked like Play-Doh. And you what? would give them to your dog with Moist and Meaties. Remember those? Moist and Meaty. That's the oh, name. 1975. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Huh. It won't play. Oh, he's chasing it. The dog's chasing the chuck wagon around in front of the... The dog can get mighty Whoa. hungry when he doesn't get his chuck wagon. Oh, the dogs love the so the... Like okay, the chuck wagon just... Just taunted the dog, went around the house, yeah. and the dog chased it, and then it went into the television. Then oh. it was like a piece of furniture on the floor, like oh, we all had. Yeah, I love that. And it went right into it, leaving the dog like, what, what the fuck? Where, where did he come from? Hmm. The dog can get mighty hungry when a magical chuck wagon taunts it, taunts it, and s- skips to the TV dimension. That's so weird. But okay. It was really weird commercial. That predates Three's Company by three Ew. years. You know what's a new a new pet food trend? What? Are these are these lickable treats? What? They're like tubes of of, <sighs> of cat or dog food and you let your dog lick it. Oh. Ew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what the commercial says? Just let your dog lick it. I don't know. Just let your dog lick it. Apparently, cats love them. Hey, just let your dog lick it. <laughs> gross. God, that's gross. a good commercial. That's gross. <laughs> it's it's a guy standing there holding it. He's like, oh, what is this? God! And then this other guy walks up to him and he goes, just let your dog lick it. No. You know, this is why we get the rating treat. that we've gotten. It's moments like this. Yeah. I don't know what you guys are talking about. It's a good commercial for that product that Jinx was just describing. Oh, boy. It's too aggressive. He's a cowboy, maybe. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> He's a spokesperson for it. Okay, fine. Forget it. In the years to years. That's a great commercial. Um, That's a great commercial. Yeah. Maybe we should just sample that and not say how we should get in and out of commercial, but it's just one. Any years, two years. No, it's okay. Back in the apartment, we pick up right where we left off, and Janet's like, Thank you, Mr. Furley, for not speaking to Chrissy. And he's like, I'm not, not speaking to Chrissy. Right. And, you know, none of them tell him what's going on, so he gets infuriated and frustrated and storms out. Of course, but he says something as he's storming out. What does he say? Shoot. I don't know. Something about him being crazy or something. Uh, yeah, it's something. <clears throat> um, I can't remember. And Jack's, you know, he's like, you're behaving exactly how I thought you would. Like fools. Like fools. (laughs) And so Chrissy says, okay, you're right. She's like, Janet, I'm really happy for you. And Mm -hmm. she offers to let her wear her new bathing suit. 
And her sweater and with her, the fur collar. Her sweater that she hasn't even worn yet. That she hasn't worn yet. I'm like, why are you offering this to her? You are clearly in pain over it. Also, why do you own it? You live in LA. Yeah, exactly. And you have a sweater with a fur collar. She knew she was going to get to go on a cruise. Yeah, someday. So she go, She says she'll go get the sweater out of their room. And she goes in there and then starts loudly crying. She's just like wailing. I know I'm bringing up Lucy again, but like she does a Lucy cry. Yeah. Yeah. She does. Yeah. It's a wailing cry. Big big wah. Yeah. It's a big wah. And um, then she comes back out of the room with the sweater and she's smiling. But like a maniacal smile. Yeah. Um, And, you know. Janet starts feeling guilty and she says, you know, I'd be better if I stayed better off if I stayed home and you went on the cruise. <gasps> Janet, really? Oh boy. You would go, wouldn't you? Yes. Now they're not speaking. Ugh. Oh boy. They both storm into their own room. Yeah. And then Chrissy storms out <laughs> into Jack's. <laughs> uh, and Jack's like, what am I going to do? Ding dong. It's, it's Lana. Oh, boy. Poor Lana. He says, you know, go on on this cruise and bring someone. She wants to go. Of course. Of course They Lana can finally be alone. And uh, he explains the whole dilemma about yeah. how he's trying to decide between the two girls. And Lana's like, why don't you let me talk to him? And he also says... Oh, Lana, I'd, I'd love to take you. I'd take He's you. He's lying. I'd take you in an instant. Take you in an instant, but I already told the girls. So if they weren't going, I would take you in a heartbeat. Right. So she's like, why don't you let me talk to the girls? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get them to figure this out. So he goes to the kitchen, and she asks the girls to come out and talk. Uh... And then she convinces the girls that, you know, you guys, maybe neither one of you should go. Oh, she just pulls the whole, like, is this trip worth your friendship? And they're like, no. Yeah. So they decide neither one of them are going to go. Yeah. So Lana goes into the kitchen to give Jack the big news. She's like, great news. Neither of them want to go. I'll go pack my bags. And he falls off his... Cutting board, rolling yeah. pin, sea legs contraption. And boy, boy, was that fun. <laughs> <laughs> God. It, was it, was, it wasn't a great one. It was, no. It, was fine. it wasn't. Yeah, it was fine. It was whatever. It was fine. So it wasn't a great know. moment for him. You seem a little underwhelmed with this episode. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I was. I agree. I agree. I know we're not at that part yet, but ugh, he, ugh, yeah. he, yeah. So, it's a little lackluster. So now it's later, and Jack is packed and dressed to leave, and uh, he seems, you know, he's nervous about the whole thing. And, and ding dong, Mister Furley's at the door, mm-hmm. and he says, "You know, the cruise is sold out." Uh, he tried. We find out that Jan- Lana's going to meet him on the boat. Yeah, she, Lana's going to meet him on the boat. And Furley, because as soon as he heard that Lana was going, yeah, he tried to get 
tickets. <laughs> I started to say he tried to get passage. He tried to get passage on, <laughs> passage on the ship. Um, and yeah, so there's no no tickets left. He can't get on. And ding dong, uh, it's Jack's ride. They've sent somebody he's, from the boat. He's some sort of some sort of maritime person. Mm-hmm. And who's he? Well, yeah, let's hear about him. Let's hear about this week's Paddykins, <clears throat> uh, named Bob Hastings, born in 1925 in Brooklyn, New York, and he passed away oh. in uh, 2014 in Burbank. And um, yeah, he is. Um, he got his show business start in after uh, World War II as the voice of Archie. Andrews, um, which was a spinoff of the Archie comic series. And then he goes on to have like a really long career. This guy is one of, again, one of our most celebrated actors. And he has some really interesting little trivia bits about him. Uh, For instance, his son, Michael R. Hastings was the mayor of Burbank. Um, Yeah. At some, at a certain point, Uh, Bob Hastings himself played the same character, uh, Commissioner James Gordon, on four different Batman animated series. But he also has the, the interesting distinction of being one of seven actors to appear in both the 1966 Batman show and the 1992 Batman the Animated Series show. And I didn't realize seven people had been on both those shows, uh, which is really kind of yeah. cute that they, yeah. that they cast him like that. Um, but yeah, Bob Hastings. Yeah, he gets his he gets his start uh, all the way back in 1949 on on radio, and then just has this insane insane career where he's like on everything. Uh, the Real McCoys, the Donna Reed Show, uh, the Americans. Although this was from 1961, not the one that we know. Car 54, Where Are You, Mr. Ed, The Twilight Zone, The Munsters. Um, he's on Batman in 1967. Um, let's see. He gets to be on, excuse me, the odd couple in 1973, Marcus Welby, MD, all in the family, the Rockford files, love boat. I mean, just everything. Um, he's in major dad in 1990. Do you guys remember that show? Major dad. And then uh, finishes from 1990 until 2003, he does nothing but Batman cartoons. Wow. And uh, that's Bob Hastings. Yeah, this week's uh, Interesting Batikins. Crazy. How are you, Hastings? There we go. 181 acting credits. I mean, that's that's a pretty long career. Jeez. Yeah. I know. It's crazy, right? It's just another one of these guys who's been in our living rooms for decades, and we don't even really clock them. We don't even know this guy, but we know this guy. It's crazy. A bunch of creeps hanging out in our living rooms like that. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah, here. And it's really really interesting, right? Because you think about an actor like this, and actors like that, after adding that, I did not know that until we started doing the Paddykins thing here on the show, but... It's really crazy that they would have so many more acting credits than bankable stars that we know who maybe will get one or two series in their lifetime as leads. Yeah. And then you never really yeah. see them again. Yeah. You know, I mean, think of Joyce DeWitt. Like, I'm sure her IMDb page is not as extensive as Bob Hastings. No. Oh, no. 
and anything she just has so is weird like, the way that works. Company credit, you know. What's that? Exactly. Anything on her on her thing is like a, she, an appearance for Three's Company. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but that's also so, so, you know, it's so strange the way that works. So interesting that they're like, uh, you know, those jobs could be a day, you know, and they're constantly yeah. right for work. Ugh. So you you know if you get little parts like that and like. Just rack them up. Yeah. Meanwhile, you know, Joyce DeWitt gets an eight-year job. Nice job, Joyce nice DeWitt. Job, Joyce. She <laughs> the lottery. Um, right. <clears throat> all right. So uh, Jack's right is there, and he's looking for Jack Tripper. Yeah. He's looking for the new cook, Jack Tripper. And so the girls are just like, they grab Ralph Furley, you yeah. know, you know Furley. You remember R.F. You remember him, R.F. And they're like, this is Jack Tripper. Here he is. This old, like, tiny man. Yeah. And uh, Jack jumps right on board with this. And it's like, you know, you, and you, you're you going to go on this cruise. And you remember. It's going to be so easy. It's going to be so easy. Because the most important thing an assistant chef does is just follow his orders. So. Uh, a chef, and then, mm-hmm. a, a chef, chef yeah. A he chef just listens friend. to the chef person. Yeah, exactly. And uh, he, you know, and then finally, Furley finally clicks with Furley that he'll uh, get to go on cruise. Oh, it's a smart yeah. idea. And he's like, "All right," and they they leave. Boy. Boy. And all bon voyage. And uh, and then. They're like, sorry, Jack, that you didn't get to go on the cruise. And he's like, oh, that's all right. I'll get on the, I'll go on the next one. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, who will you take with you? Oh, oh. he ought to. <laughs> and they're like, we think we And then there's a tag scene. Yeah. On top of this. Oh, like a double tag. We didn't get the tag yeah. scene on Pluto. Oh. Oh. So it's the kitchen. That's where it ends. And uh, Jack and Janet enter, and Chrissy says that they got a call from Furley and Lana. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, "Oh, what did what did Lana say?" No, he says, they, "He says, did you you didn't take a message, or did oh, you yeah. take a message, or something?" Oh, because Lana had a message for her. And yeah. She says, well, why didn't you write it down? Yeah. And she says, because I didn't know how to spell. Oh, God. Raspberry. Raspberry. <laughs> now we get the yakety sax. Yeah. There it is. Dun, dun, dun. Yep, that's it. That's, yeah, the, that's, that's the, the whole that's shebang. The whole, the whole thing. Boy. Oh. It really was a slog. You know? It kind of was this week. It. Yeah, I was... Yeah, it wasn't the best. I felt kind of just tired from it. It felt like when you had like a one-act play you had to do in some kind of scene work class. Yeah. But it was supposed to be funny. My problem but it was I don't remember really laughing at any of it. No, I wasn't laughing at any of it. Mm-hmm. I 
Usually yeah, this one I totally agree. Where I, where I, it catches me, or or something Don Knotts does, mm-hmm. or something like that. I just didn't have any of that this week. No. <sighs> yeah, Don Knotts did a good job, but like he just doesn't have anything meaty to sink his teeth into. Yeah, you know, and the the weird little vaudeville bit, you know, it's the. The balancing on that board that Jack did, I was like, this is so – it made me uncomfortable because I was like, he's going to break his ankles. Like this isn't fun to watch and I couldn't even listen to what they were saying because I was freaking out. <laughs> and then the other bit with the balancing of the umbrella, I was yeah. like, what is she, a trained seal? Get out of here. This is the dumbest bit. Also, I don't know if you clocked this, but Joyce DeWitt – was wearing Chrissy's riding boots this week. Oh, I was like, oh. No. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I just found it all very underwhelming. Yeah. And it was just so, like, the situation was dumb. Um, who cares? Who cares of it all? And yeah. the whole, like, even, even like, the, the things that weren't related to the actual plot, like, you know, just the little opening uh, dialogue stuff that was supposed to be so funny was just kind of tiresome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a bummer. Kind of a bummer. Kind of a bummer. What well, do you give it, Matty Yeah, what do you give it? You know, uh, it's just, uh, I don't know who was. Uh, there wasn't a great effort made, not even by the actors, which is kind of sad. I, I, it's not that they didn't do a good job or anything. It's just the writing was so bad. So bad. Um, and also, like, I can totally see the writing on the wall. Poor Anne Wedgworth as Lana has, like, nothing to yeah. do. She plays this one note every time. It's got to be so disheartening for her. Um, honestly, this was just a lackluster. I'm going to give this 2.1 Dominomini boot. 2.1 out of 4. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to go 2 and a quarter star. Mm. Quarter That's still pretty generous. Yeah. I'm going to go 2. Point five out of five. Wow, this, this might be our lowest scoring. This is one of our lower That's scores, cool. but it's not the lowest and score. Remember that dog episode? Oh yeah, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> and this wasn't like the worst. It was just so kind of mediocre. If we put it on our scale that we've been using, and we say, if I tuned into this episode, would I be pleased? No. No, I wouldn't be pleased. I would change the channel. I had. Yeah. I hate to say it. I hate to say it. Yeah. I would put on too close for comfort and never look back. Never really watched too close for comfort. You did it? Not really. I I loved it. Jim J. Bullock. Jim J. Bullock. Just so fantastic. And I loved his apartment with that big rainbow stripe. Like it had that like multicolored yes. stripe painted on the wall. Oh. That was actually the girl's apartment, wasn't it? Oh yeah, wasn't that, that was the, girl the girl's apartment. But then he moved in. The girls moved out, and he became the new tenant. 
God, isn't it crazy that a character like Monroe ends up becoming like the draw on that show? I know that's crazy. It's so crazy because, yeah, this is a. I don't consider this a Mary Tyler Moore spinoff, although Ted Knight was on the Mary Tyler Moore, and right. he had been so thoroughly embarrassed. Here's the thing that's so crazy about that. Ted Knight would go out in public and people would make fun of him because they thought he was as dumb as his character on Mary Tyler Moore show. And he uh-huh. almost quit the show because he was like, this is wrecking me. So when it came for him to do Too Close for Comfort, he got to play a total curmudgeon, crank, mm-hmm. smart, intellectual guy. Yeah. And then he got upstaged by Monroe. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's so sad. There's no, there's... No good deed goes unpunished. <laughs> what was who was the lady that Knight. played his wife with the short red hair? Miriam. Yeah, Miriam. His wife, Miriam. Oh God, what was I that? I just remember she had Miriam. a baby at one point on the series, and I remember being like, "What? These people are way too old to be having a baby." Like I remember <laughs> thinking that even as a kid. <laughs> Anyway, you should watch it. it. Yeah, I'll try it out. Okay. Um, well, all right. Well, what's up next week? Well, if your balls are ready. Oh, is it time for me to? All right. Call <clears throat> them <me>. out. <laughs> there we go. Uh, <laughs> next all right, week's put episode. My balls are in my hand. Next week's episode is called Ralph's Rival. Oh. Ralph's rival. Now I know that his brother Bart is it his brother? Huh? Yeah, yeah. His brother I think his, Bart, is Bart. this is this his the episode where his brother Bart comes to regulate no, on know. the apartment building? I'm going to say that's what happens this week. I'm going to say that it's uh, Mr. Furley's brother who's come to lay down the law. He's not happy with. The job RF is doing too many uh, maintenance problems and uh, uh, late paying tenants. Things have got to get shipped up around there. He's going to have to ship out, shape up Mm. or ship out. Um, So the kids have to figure out a a plan to make Furley look really good. Um, I don't know if Larry's going to be in this episode. I don't know why Larry is in the opening credits and we haven't seen him oh, in yeah. 12 episodes. He I have, where is Larry? Negotiated for that, right? Like, to be in Hashtag where is Larry? Hashtag where is Larry? Did you get Let's get that trending, everyone. <laughs> yeah, come on. Get that yeah. out there. Everyone with your speculations of where Larry might be. I don't think you're supposed to world. know. Oh, where is Larry? Larry okay, there's no apostasy in that. All right. All right. Okay, what are we going to toast? What are we going to toast? I'd like to propose. Oh, yeah. Forgetting to. Listen, I don't, I don't want to say that, that the Nestle commercial is like two weeks worth of mentions, but that's how hot soup it is. It that is. is it's just a hot soup. Yeah. You know? Glass. Oh, oh, yeah. Hot oh, hot soup. Hot soup. Yeah. yeah. Okay. To hot, hot soup. soup. Cheers. Cheers.
Face. 